I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her podcast. This is the Challenge Her podcast. Hey team, it's Morgan Tioka here from the Challenge Her podcast. Welcome back to 2022. I'm very excited for what's to come this year. I know some people are a bit weird about, you know, New Year's resolutions and different challenges and goals that they set, but most of the people that I work with, they will work around, a lot of my close friends have set some pretty incredible challenges for themselves this year. And I'm really excited to see what they're able to come up with and also what I am able to achieve this year as well. So I hope you're all on the same wavelength of just starting to figure out things that you'd love to do this year, being able to have a bit of a reset and looking forward. So I've had a bit of a break and over the holidays, which was very necessary for me and I'm so thankful I've had the time off, I was able to read Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. So Brene brought this book out in November of last year and I was lucky enough to get a copy and then over the holidays I was able to read it and while I was reading it um, I started to take notes on a lot of a lot of her work. So the reason she wrote this book is because she believes that language and understanding emotion and terminology around emotion allows us to make deep connections of how we feel and so by doing that you're able to put a name on the current experience and the feelings that you're dealing with which allows you to then move through that problem or move through that issue. She was saying that in her research she found that they collated all of this data and they asked all these questions around emotions and people didn't have a variety of vocab or depth in vocabulary around different type of emotional feelings that they can feel and so she said you know words like sad angry depressed frustrated some key words common words happy sad would come up but there were certain words that she found to be extremely meaningful which caused a great connection with self-identity that people weren't using and she goes into detail about talking about those so I'm going to touch on one today because I just find it um, relevant to women and it really resonated with me and I hope you like it but it's on comparison and she uses incredible stories to talk about it so I'm going to give you a bit of what she's written so she says comparison swimming is a trifecta for me It's exercise, meditation and alone time. When I'm swimming laps, you can't call me or talk to me. It's just me and the black stripe. The only thing that can ruin a swim is when I shift my attention from my lane to what's happening in the lanes next to me. It's embarrassing. But if I'm not paying attention, I can catch myself racing the person next to me or comparing our strokes or figuring out Who has the best workout set? When I go into comparison, I completely lose the meditation and alone time that I needed. 
and I once hurt my shoulder trying to race a 20-something-year-old triathlete in the next lane. I have this picture hanging in my study as a reminder to focus on my journey and to stop checking the lanes next to me. It applies to my time in the pool and everything else that I do, how I parent, my work, my relationships, everything. Researching comparison helped me understand that, like it or not, I'm probably going to check the lanes next to me. But what I do next is up to me. Comparison is actually not an emotion, but it drives all sorts of big feelings that can affect our relationships and our self-worth. More often than not, social comparison falls outside of our awareness. We don't even know we're doing it. And this lack of awareness can lead us to showing up in ways that are hurtful to ourselves and to others. All of these experiences in this section are connected to comparison and the goal is to raise our awareness how and why they happen so we can name them, think about them and then make choices that reflect our values in our heart. We're going to start with comparison. Researchers say comparing the self with others either intentionally or unintentionally is a persuasive social phenomenon and how we perceive our standings or rankings with these comparisons can affect our self-concept, our level of aspiration and our feelings of well-being. They describe how we use comparison not only to evaluate past and current outcomes but to predict future prospects. This means significant parts of our lives, including our future, are shaped by comparing ourselves to others. She defines comparison as the crush of conformity from one side and competition from the other. It's trying to simultaneously fit in and stand out. Comparison says, be like everyone else, but better. When I read the start of this chapter... I started to cry and one of the things that became so evident to me was that this was a habit or a subconscious natural thing that I have been doing my whole life and I think of other women and friends and I know that this is something that definitely happens in their lives and it causes us to want to be a certain type of person. You know, we have that feeling of, Our self-worth is connected via comparison. And coming from a competitive background, you know, having a sporting background, I have found it really um, unhelpful in so many ways when I can get caught up in comparing and trying to compete with people around me. And I'll give you an example. So last... The last two years, actually it's ever since I came to a 180, but the last two years where I've purely been focusing on my interactions with people and looking at how I feel when I leave them, how I feel in the environments, it's making me not compete anymore or compare. It just makes me evaluate if... I feel good, if I feel valued, 
in that space and then I make my decision. Is this a space for me? Is this something I want in my life? It definitely happens with people. I found I found people was the first learning curve. Your interactions with different people and how much when they became consistent you could naturally start to make those decisions and connections between whether you felt comparison or you realised that you were competing. She then goes on to say, at first it might seem that conforming and competing are mutually exclusive, but they're not. When we compare ourselves with others, we are ranking around a specific collection of alike things. We may compare things like how we parent with families who have totally different values or traditions from ours. But the comparisons that get us really riled up are the ones we make with the folks living next door or on our child's soccer team or at our school. We don't compare our house to the mansions across town We compare our yard to the yards on our block. I'm not swimming against Katie Ledecky's times. I'm just interested in the stranger in the lane next to me. When we compare, we want to be the best or have the best of our group. The comparison mandate becomes this crushing paradox of fit in and stand out. It's not be yourself and respect others for being authentic. It's fit in, but win. I want to swim the same workout as you and beat you at it. When we engage in upward social comparison, we compare ourselves to someone who is perceived to be or performing better than we are. In contrast, when we engage in downward social comparison, we compare ourselves to someone who is perceived to be or performing worse than we are. The direction of the comparison doesn't guarantee the direction of the outcome. But both types of social comparison always give a negative result. I think it's common in everything I do and it's probably only since I've become self-aware of comparison and I'm able to use the words and see how the words connect with my behaviours and actions do I now find myself competing or comparing but I'm able to label it. Usually I just remember the feeling. So I remember the behaviour and then I remember how I felt afterwards. The negative self-talk I would say, you know, when someone was doing something better than me or I didn't finish at a certain time that suits what I thought the team should finish at or I don't have a family yet, I don't have a house yet. I'm so financially unstable compared to other people. You know, there's just like those little words, the the negative self-talk, that negative person on your shoulder and that's just verbalising comparison. And I've never thought to put a name to it. And so finally, I'd say in the last week or two, and it is a habit, which means it has to be a conscious self-awareness-based action or self-awareness sort of project over the next you know four or five weeks where I've got to really start to become more self-aware and catch myself when I'm either under comparing or over comparing 
or competing with other people. You know, why can't we just do something and look over and say, go you? You know, why is it that when we're driving, you can catch yourself sometimes judging and criticising and comparing and looking down on people who are just different. They look different. They run different. They are wearing something different. And instead of just going, I see you and good on you. We're all trying to be healthier. We're all trying to move forward. We're all trying to connect with other people in the world. You know, I think if we can start to become a lot more self-aware of how these small habits that are natural can have such an incredible positive effect on us if we can take strategies, put them into practice and then consistently stick with them. It's something I'm going to try and do and I'm going to fail at it multiple times over. But I definitely know that my interactions and my experiences with people are going to be 10 times more positive if this is something that I can consistently do in my life. I hope it's something that you enjoyed and I really recommend this book. I'm going to talk you through a few more of her chapters that have really resonated with me. Please send through any feedback and let me know. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women.